life is filled with risk. It's something that can't be avoided. How one goes about dealing with it will vary based upon the individual involved as well as the risk at hand. With the advent of currency and its widespread adoption across pretty much every society and civilization, it has become an easy means of engaging in risky ventures from traveling the seas and oceans during the age of exploration to contests of skill and luck. With contests of skill and luck, these risks can be as small as a dollar to that of great sums seen in the millions of dollars that can ride upon proper decisions made on a single hand. Greetings and welcome back to Checkpoint Gaming, Poker. With this episode, we will be going over betting. Regarding betting limits, many games have them, and there are some different ways of fixing it, although some are announced as being a no-limit game. This has some level of necessity, due to a player that possesses a lot more money can have, or would be perceived to have, an unfair advantage over the other players. Once the limit has been fixed, it should remain unaltered throughout the game unless a unanimous decision is reached by all of the players to change the stakes. With what we listed here are some of the popular means of limiting the pot. With a fixed limit game, no player is allowed to bet or raise more than what has been previously stipulated with this limit changing during the course of the game. In almost all games that are played nowadays, as of the writing of this episode, there is a limit on how many raises that can be performed during any given betting interval with this limit typically being three. In addition to this, the number of chips that is able to be made is stipulated. This limit will also vary depending upon the stage the game finds itself in. With the limited poker rules, there are two limits that are specified, the lower betting limit and the higher betting limit. Regarding the lower betting limit, it is the size of all given bets and raises for the first two betting rounds, while the higher betting limit is for the size of all given bets and raises for the final two betting rounds. There can also be no more than one bet followed by three raises in any given betting round, with the third raise representing the cap upon how many raises that can be performed. With wangdoodles, also known as rudels, it occurs during a fixed limit game where it is typically agreed that after any very good hand, there is to be one deal by each player of jackpots where everyone will anti-double with the betting limit being double that of these deals as well. With pot limit poker, it is where the raise amount a player is able to play is the number of chips that is currently found in the pot at the time of the bet. This includes the bet the active player is making in order for the player to perform a call. So if there are $20 worth of chips in the pot and the previous bet was $5, the active player can raise $25. But with that said, a player can never bet more than the current pot size. There should also be some form of maximum pot limit in play in situations like this. With table stakes, the limit that any given player is able to make is represented by the number of chips that the player possesses in front of them. This limits how many chips they can use to make a call when it comes to that of any other player's bet. In addition to this, no player is allowed to withdraw their chips from the table or return them to the banker until they decide to leave the game. A player is only able to add to their stack between the deal that was just completed and the beginning of the following deal. If any player who wagered all their chips and sees a raise before it returns to them and wish to stay in the game, they can ask for a sight. If there are three or more players are betting when one of them calls for a sight, then the amount that the sight player would win if they possess the best hand is to be set off to one side, with the other players being allowed to continue in the raising process. And if a player doesn't possess any chips, they cannot be dealt a hand. 
During the showdown, if the sight player possesses the best hand, they will only win the pot that was separated when they called for a sight with the remaining players showing for the remaining pot. But if the sight player doesn't possess the best hand, then the pot will go to the player that does. With Freeze Out, it is a variant of table stakes that sees each player starting the game with an equal amount of chips and no one is allowed to buy or borrow any more. Once a player has lost their stake, they are frozen out with the remaining players continuing play until only one player remains, granting them all the chips that make up the pot. With Poverty Poker, a maximum limit exists on how many chips any given player is able to lose. Because of this, each player will take out one stack of chips at the start of the game, and if they lose said stack, the banker will issue then another stack without charging for it. In a lot of cases, said player will also get a third stack for free before they will get dropped from the game. With all of that said, some type of limit should be put into place on how many free stacks that any given player is able to get, which should incentivize careful play. With no limit poker, the amount that a player will have to play when raising will have to be equal to that of the previous bet. But given the fact that is no limit poker, there is no theoretical limit to the amount that a player is able to bet. But practically, a player can only raise up to the amount of chips that they possess or be raised by all of the chips that their opponent possesses. Regarding raising for no limit, the player who wishes to raise will have to do so in one motion or by saying raise. Upon saying that they'll raise, they will be able to raise by any amount. With raising, players are allowed to work behind the betting line in order to gather their raise. They can only cross the betting line once or to notify the table regarding the amount they will raise before they cross the betting line. Any backwards motion across the betting line without a declaration of a raise will result in the player performing a call unless the excess amount of more than half where the player will have to perform the minimum raise. When it comes to that of the betting line, it serves two main purposes. First, it provides a safe workspace for the players to construct their bets prior to them committing a bet to the pot. And second, it helps the dealer by allowing them to easily reach the bets. For purposes of determining action, the betting line will extend upwards indefinitely from the tabletop. If any chips are released during a player's motion, then it will be considered to be part of the same action, even if some of the chips don't reach the betting line or remain within the betting line. If a player has chips within their hand and they perform a forward motion with said hand that reaches the vicinity of the betting line, then it commits the player to take at least some form of action. The only way that a player is allowed to perform a second trip across the betting line is when they announce their intention to perform a raise. Other than an announced raise, when a player begins to withdraw their hand from inside of the betting line, their action is complete, with no subsequent player taking any form of action if the action or amount of the previous action is unclear. And with any undeclared chips, they're unable to be played. The chips will also have to be in plain sight of the dealer and any amount being visible prior to any cards being dealt in order to play. For a player that is yet to act and faces an all-in raise that is less than a full bet, they can either call, fold, raise the full amount, or perform a raise that will exceed the full raise. With a player that already acted and faces an all-in raise that is less than a full bet, they will either call the amount of the all-in or will fold. 
Regarding any other player that faces an all-in raise that is a full bet or more, they can either call, fold, or raise to any amount that is acting out of turn during a non-limit game. Regarding a player that bets out of turn and all intervening players check, then said player will have to make a bet. But if a player bets out of turn and an intervening player makes a bet that is higher than that of the offender, then the offender will be allowed to take their bet back. The offending player is permitted to raise if an intervening player makes a bet of any given size. And if an intervening player makes a bet that is less than or equal to the amount of the offender, then the offender will get to either call or raise. However, they will not be allowed to take all of their money back during this situation. And if a player calls before it is their turn, they will have to call when their official turn arrives unless an intervening player performs a raise. When it comes to that of no-limit hold'em, buy-in possesses a minimum and maximum limit, with the buy-in amount being determined by the blind structure. When deciding to make a bet, players are allowed to ask how many chips another player possesses. As the name suggests, there is also no limit to the number of raises or bet amount that can occur during a game. So, with that said, that is what you need to know about betting. With that taken care of, we can start talking about the variants and versions to that of poker. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like, and if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. See you in the next episode, and happy gaming.